This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Rich Habits Podcast. My name is Austin Hankwitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Robert Croak. Robert is a seasoned entrepreneur in his 50s with more than $200 million in company exits under his belt, while I'm just a 20-something-year-old trying to figure it all out. As the show name might suggest, every episode we will be talking about rich habits as they relate to business, finance, and mindset. Uh, However, what's going to be cool about this is you're going to get two unique perspectives. One from an industry veteran, Robert, right? The guy who's got all the uh, exits under his belt. He's been around the block a couple times, a couple decades rather. Uh, And then from myself, someone who's in his 20s trying to figure it all out. So Robert, what's on the agenda today? What are we going to be talking about in today's episode? Absolutely. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about becoming the first millionaire in your family, specifically the three actionable ways to achieve this. And we're going to be talking about investing, mindset changes, and time sucks. I know becoming a millionaire might seem unattainable, but I promise you we will break this down in an easy way to understand for anyone that's listening right now to get started toward achieving this goal in 2023. Okay, so I heard investing, I heard mindset change, and I heard time sucks. So let's start with investing. What is your sort of thesis on investing as it relates to becoming the first millionaire in your family? Starting early and often. I feel like so many people are just afraid to get started because they hear all this stuff on Instagram and TikTok where you got to have 30000 or $50,000 to get started. It's really all about learning where to start, and we're going to teach that and help with that. And just starting early and often, whether it's $50 a month, $100 a month, it's just getting in the game. Getting in the game. I like that. So so from my perspective, um, I remember kind of zooming out here when I was in high school from this idea of like early and often. You might have heard of Dave Ramsey, right? He's this old bald guy that talks about the baby steps. And something that was cool, though, is I don't know if you knew this or anyone listening knew this, but the state of Tennessee, where I, I reside right now, I'm in Nashville, but I grew up in a small town called Kingsport. And the state of Tennessee, however, has the most bankruptcies per capita in the entire country, right? So Dave Ramsey- Does Dave live there? Yeah. So so Dave Ramsey, who is a headquartered here in Nashville, Tennessee, he heard that stat and he said, you know what? Let me take my baby steps and partner with different schools around the state and try and introduce financial literacy to uh, you know high schoolers at, a, at an early age. And this idea of early and often really resonates with me because when Dave Ramsey's course, when I went through it when I was like a junior in high school, the big thing that stuck out to me was there was this example of someone who started investing, I think it was like 50 or $100 a month at 18, right? He was working his job. He was saving money aside every single month. But he started working at, or I'm sorry, investing rather at 18 years old. And then he stopped at 35 and he still ended up with more money in retirement than the guy that started at 35 and was investing twice as much as him and invested all the way until like 65, right? So to your point of investing early and often is is really powerful because of something called compound interest, which is essentially earning money on your money, right? So what happens here with compound interest is let's say that I invest $100 and I just, let's just use very simple terms here, right? $100 and I get maybe a 10% return. So my money turns into $110. So What's cool about compound interest is now you're investing $110 the next year. And so 10% on $110 is $11. So you, first you made 10, now you're making 11. And so as you put on top of that, it'll turn to 12. So you're making more and more money every single year on your money. 
Yeah, let me touch on that because anyone listening now or in the future, I mean, just really research, Google what is compounding because it is the most powerful thing you can do with your money because parked money is money that's losing money. Money has to have velocity. And the key to it is once you start investing, even that 50 or that $100 a month, you get that in your account and it's making money and then you're compounding by reinvesting the profits. This is so simple and I think a lot of financial literacy and a lot of the influencers out there and the advisors, they make it sound so complicated and that's why I do it differently for my content. I want people to realize that it's not complicated and if you follow the steps we're laying out, you will be so thankful 10, 20, 30 years down the road because it's all about getting started and just not being fearful because this is a lot easier than people think it is. 100%. So let's start talking about the steps, Robert. So from my perspective as someone who is trying to, is still is trying to figure it out, but I got the investing stuff figured out, right? You get your paycheck from your employer, uh, however much that money is, it hits your bank account, right? Uh, once the money is in your bank account, you say, okay, cool. Let me go open something called an online brokerage account. Now there's a ton of different places to do this. Uh, Robert, I'm sure you've got a couple. I've got a couple somewhere though that I really enjoy investing my money because of the sort of community aspect of it. It's called public.com. They're an online brokerage that if you can imagine like Robinhood mixed with Twitter, it's kind of like that in the sense that you've got your brokerage, but you also have like your community of people who are talking about what's interesting to them. They've got a ton of different resources and tools as it relates to themes. There's this different things you can tune into from like live shows, like a lot of really cool like content also around the investing. So they've got that, but more importantly, what I think is going to be important for those listening right now is you're able to look at other people's investments. So if you type in Austin yes. Hankwitz on my public profile, you'll see that I've got uh, stock in monday.com, but I also have stock in index funds. So back to the step-by-step -step here, as you go to an online broker, just Google uh, online broker, you can go to public.com you go to anywhere you want, but open an online brokerage account and don't be freaked out when they ask you for your bank information because they have to pull the money somewhere. They'll ask you for your social security number because if you're going to be making money, you're going to report it to the IRS, right? So don't get scared by that. Uh, they'll ask for your address, stuff like that. Make sure they can mail you the right documents. But so that's where actually a lot of people get freaked out. It's like, whoa, 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 why are they asking for all this information? I don't understand. I just want to invest in stocks. It's okay. Take a deep breath. They're going to ask for it. Yes. Uh, it's all secure. All is good, right? So you open the account. And so then it's like, all right, I got my money, I got my account, now I'm gonna deposit that money into the account. Now here's the here's the really important part here, you gotta now invest the money, right? So once the money's in the account, say it's a hundred bucks a month, maybe you turn on auto deposit or something else here, you invest the money into index funds. So what's an index fund? An index fund is essentially the stock market, quote unquote. It's So there's something called the S&P 500, right? Think um, the 500 largest companies in the, in the United States. Whenever you invest into an index fund, which is essentially like a way for you to kind of track the performance of those top 500 companies, you are essentially betting on that the United States is going to continue to have strong earnings, strong profits, capitalism, things of that nature, right? So by investing into the S&P 500, you have now a broad, diversified portfolio of 500 billion. And I'm talking Apple, we talk Microsoft. I mean, this is Google, this is Salesforce, this is Tesla, this is every big 500 of them. I don't know all 500 off the top of my head, but. And let me, and let me touch on that real quick, because this is a very important point you're making and I want everyone to make sure they pause on this. And that is so many people in my DMs and I'm sure in your DMs and your comments are like, oh, why would I buy an index fund when I can just go buy a stock? And the problem here and the big takeaway for index funds and why you and I are big 
believers, and it's been a proven track record for decades and decades, is an individual person, unless they're highly trained, is never going to outperform what their stock picks, what an index fund is going to do. So that's the key here, guys, is to realize that when you're buying that index fund, you are buying into the performance of the top 500 companies in the S&P 500, and you are letting someone else manage that, that it has far better tools and more experience than you do. So that's why we are always trying to guide people to really look at index funds as your starting base. And I mean, I have an index fund account and I've had it for 20 some years. You have one. It's really all about everyone thinks there's this get rich quick formula like, oh, I'm just going to go buy these three stocks and I'm going to crush it. And that's just not a good strategy, especially when starting out. Totally agree, right? Um, yeah. It, at the end of the day, it's like, let me let me just invest in the stock market, right? And and when I say the stock market, I've got air quotes going on right now. The stock market is the S&P 500, the 500 largest companies in the United States. On average, over the last 94 years, the S&P 500 has returned 11.5% before adjusted for, for inflation and 8.5% after adjusted for inflation, right? So 8.5% every single year, money on money, like on average, right? So there's more, that, you know, there's ups, there's downs, but long-term vision here. So back to your point here, Robert, invest early and often, take that money from your paycheck, deposit it into an online broker. Uh, you can look me up on public.com. We'll actually include a link for you to just click on this and it will open up a brokerage account for you with public. You can type in Austin Hankwitz or Robert Croak and see the index funds that we're holding. So you get inspired as to what you want to buy and you just deposit money and you put it on auto deposit. And you do that every single month, right? So invest early and often. All right. Next one here, Robert, is I want to uh, learn more about this mindset. You mentioned changing mindset. What does it mean to have a, a different mindset as you want to become a, the first millionaire in your family? Yeah, this is a very important point, and a lot of people struggle with this, and it really just comes down to training yourself and your mindset to not have a consumer-spending-based mindset and more of an investor-based mindset. And what that means to the average person out there is – when you get money, you get your paycheck, and you're excited to just deposit in your account. The key takeaway is instead of thinking, how can I spend this money? I want you to start thinking, how can I invest this money? That is the key mindset shift that will make you a multi-multi-millionaire down the road because so many people, when they have that extra $200, $300 from their paycheck after they've paid their rent and their car payment and their groceries, they're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the mall. I'm going to buy these shoes. I'm going to buy this purse. I'm going to buy the new iPhone, whatever it is. It's really getting people to make that one mindset shift away from being a consumer-based mindset to an investor-based mindset. Totally agree, Robert. So now here's what I think is important as it relates to mindset is a lot of people, to your point, you know, they, they want the consumerism. They want to do, listen, we have a massive wealth gap in the United States. Obviously, we know that there's billionaire. We all know what's going on with Elon Musk, like, right? That's that's a thing. And from my perspective, I think the only way we're going to be able to shrink this wealth gap in a meaningful way is to get as many people as possible in the investor class. So what I mean by that is instead of saying to yourself, oh, I just got paid. I want to go buy that new iPhone or I want to get some new Nike shoes or I want to get that Lululemon or whatever it is. What you should be thinking is, oh, I just got paid. How can I own stock in Apple because, you know, Apple iPhone. How could I own stock in Nike because the Nike shoes? How can I own stock in, in Lululemon because I'm going to go buy those leggings, right? Get many, as many people as possible into the investor class because that is the only way to begin building wealth on a long-term basis that uh, is 
I mean, that, that, that money that you are building wealth with is out, it eventually will outpace your active income from your job. Yeah. And 100%, that's a great point. And one of the challenges that I give people all the time is to help them balance getting away from the consumer-based mindset into the investing-based mindset is that if they're going to go buy the shoes, let's say they're going to go buy, buy a pair of Nike uh, shoes, what I challenge them to do, if the shoes are $200, don't buy the shoes unless you can invest $200 in Nike stock. If you're going to go buy the new iPhone, don't buy the new iPhone until you have enough to invest the same amount in the stock. Because then that way, that's a great bridge for people to get them out of the consumer-based mindset and into the investor-based mindset. So that's one of the challenges that I offer people all the time, and I've had such good response from it because it just puts it in their mind that they can't always be thinking about how to spend their money. They really need to be pacing it, spending and investing, because let's face it, we're all going to go buy the shoes, but you shouldn't be buying the shoes first if you're not investing alongside of it. And so I just want to kind of piggyback on that real quick, Robert, because I think a lot of people, I mean, you go look at Apple stock right now, it's 150 bucks, right? Nike, I don't know what it is, Lululemon, probably hundreds of dollars, right? A lot of people might be intimidated by the fact that some of these single share, like, oh, one share of stock is 150 bucks. It's a lot of money. I get it. Listen, let me show you something. Let me enlighten you to this new technology called fractional shares. So what happened yes. back in like 2014 or 15, I don't know, Robin Hood, I think pioneered it essentially, but what they did is they said, hey, you don't have to have $150 to buy one share of Apple. How about this? How about you just buy $5 worth of Apple stock? It's the exact same. It's you, you own stock in Apple, but instead of owning $150 worth, you own $5 worth. It's a fraction of a share of stock. So as it relates to, you know, oh, you know, I want to, you know, spend this money or buy, or I don't have that much money to invest in one share. It's too much for me. Don't worry. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Fractional shares will be your best friend. Now, I do though want to kind of Stay on this topic here, Robert, because I think that there might be some people who are listening that's like, listen, I have to consume. I have to buy my groceries. I have to buy maybe this or that. Like, you know, I, I'm a consumer. I'm, I'm in my 20s. I'm still kind of, you know, it's, it's fun to do these things. My friends are doing it. I want to be like them, right? So what would you say to the, the person right now who kind of has that, you know, some empathy to those that, that do have to consume and, and it, it does make them happy and things of that nature? I would say that the consumption part is fine as long as there's balance with investing as well. Because I find that in my experience over 35 years of investing, is that a lot of younger people go, oh, investing is an older person's game. So, and that is changing now because there's so much information out there and people are getting younger and younger and getting into the investment class. Um, so I think that's just really it is saying, no, I can be both because I can add you know, a side hustle if I want. I can do this to make more money online when I'm at home at night or whatever it is you want to do. But I think that there's just so much great information out there now to get people to understand that investing and building wealth is not an older person game. It is right now, today. I don't care if you're 12, 15, 18, or 30. It is today, right now, with a few tweaks in your mindset. So it's so funny you say 12. I was listening to the Money Guys yesterday. Shout out to the Money Guys if you're all listening right now. Uh, we're big fans of you guys here in Nashville. We should all get lunch and hang out. But listen, they were talking about uh, building wealth over a lifetime and the long-term impact of that. And they quoted something that I didn't know, but you know, to this idea that you mentioned, you know, 12, 18, 64, doesn't matter how old you are. Warren Buffett bought his first stock when he was 11 years old. Isn't that yep. crazy? I didn't even know what a stock was at 11 years old. 
You, yeah, you're giving me the chills because this is great that you brought up Warren Buffett. Perfect timing because there is a, a, an old saying or a conversation with Warren Buffett and someone in an interview asked him, why don't more people follow your investing strategy? And he said, because of modern society, no one wants to get rich slowly. And that just like, because at the end of the day, you know, we're on TikTok, we're on Instagram, there's all this information out there. If you just buy this course for $999, we'll make you rich overnight. And it's just, it just doesn't exist. It's really all about learning, following people that can help you and guide you to give you real information, and then taking action. And that can start at 12 years old. That can start, actually, I'm doing a TikTok you know, coming up in the next few days about that subject, but it's just really all about gets back to starting early and often. So let's quickly recap then. So, so we're, we talked about investing early and often, make that very step-by-step, step, right? Remember you get your paycheck from your employer, you're going to deposit 50, hundred, whatever you can afford into an online broker. We prefer public.com. You're then going to invest that money, 50, hundred dollars toward the S and P 500 specifically SPY or VOO. These are the two biggest index funds that track the S&P 500. And you're going to do that repeatedly every single month. So that's checking that early and often box. The second thing we're talking about here is changing the mindset away from consume, consume, consume to consume and own, right? You can still consume. You can be a great person, like do your thing. But it's also important to say, if I'm going to be, you know, the biggest, I swipe my Amex every day, I might as well own stock in Amex. I swipe my MasterCard every day, I might as well own stock in MasterCard, right? And an easy way to think about that is looking at your bank statement. Look at the things you're buying, right? Are you shopping at Walmart a lot, Target a lot? Those are publicly traded companies. Are you swiping your MasterCard, your Visa, your American Express? publicly traded companies, right? Are you watching this on an Apple iPhone? Publicly traded company. So just to recap there, invest early and often, change the mindset. What's the third topic we're gonna to be talking about here, Robert? Getting rid of the time sucks. And people always take this the wrong way. Getting rid of the time sucks in your life and replacing that with healthy habits. So, and what I mean by a time suck, people will say to me, well, you talk about this, but you're on TikTok telling us getting rid of time sucks and TikTok is a time suck, but it isn't. If you look at a, a platform like TikTok, I think it's one of the greatest platforms we've ever had access to for learning because there's so many really smart people out there that are very educated in their in their their own right and their own categories that can teach us a lot. I learn every day from TikTok. That's where I met you, which is incredible. Um, but it's all about replacing a time suck. So when you're on TikTok, instead of scrolling through meaningless videos of people dancing or cat videos or whatever it is you scroll through, replace that scrolling with following accounts that'll help you learn in the specific fields like investing and building wealth. So then, then you're replacing that time suck with a learning period, which I think is just so important. But there's also the simple ways like everyone's gonna watch Netflix, we all have our shows, that's great. But if you can, let's say you check your time of how much you use Netflix every day. If it's three hours a day, take an hour off of that. I'm not telling you to quit it and do all work and no play, but just take three hours, narrow it down to two, take that hour so you have 30 hours a month and learn a new skill set. That skill set could be in a current field that you're good at. It could be in a brand new field that's something that's more for the future like AI or chat GPT or something like that. Once you start replacing those habits with money-making habits rather than time-sucking habits, that's just gonna help you propel yourself to the wealth journey much faster than others. 
I love it. And sort of a personal story here, Robert, is how I began doing that myself. Before I was a creator, before anything, I had just graduated college. I was about 22 years old at the time. I just got my first full-time job working M&A for a healthcare company here in Nashville. And you know, I was working, I'd get to work about 8.30 and I'd leave around like 6, 6 or 6.30 at night, right? But then I found myself from about 9 to 10.45, 9 to 11 every night just watching Netflix, just kind of turning into a vegetable, right? It's like, oh, I want to forget about how long of a day I had. Where instead I was like, I don't know what clicked in me, but sort of to your point here of getting rid of those time sucks and instead spending that time learning a new skill, what I learned how to do was design websites. So I went to YouTube and I typed in how to design a website on Squarespace or WordPress or uh, what's the other one, Webflow, or like all these other different platforms that you can use to design custom websites. And I ended up creating sort of this like cookie cutter design website specifically for dog groomers here in Nashville, Tennessee. And so what I ended up doing, Robert, it was great. I went to Yelp, I typed in dog groomers, 38 of them popped up, and I was clicking on their websites, trash, bad website, no pictures, no description, bad. But So I made a list of seven or eight of them that I thought were really, really bad that I could sell a website design to for about $800 to $1,000, depending on the customability of it. Um, and that's what I did. I, I knocked on their doors, I brought some templates, some mock-ups, and I was like, hey, uh, I don't have a dog, but I saw your website looks like this. I think this w website would instead, you know, bring in more customers. You can show some really cool success stories. You can you know, have a better contact us page, whatever it was, provide value to the business. And that, dude, I was selling two or three websites a month doing this. It was a blast. So that's a personal story as to how I took away a time suck, learned a new skill, made a couple thousand dollars along the way. And obviously that's kind of snowballed into a, a whole business we have now. Um, but yeah, that, that's my example. Do you have any other ideas on time sucks? I think, you know, we talked about copywriting before this episode. We talked a little about, you said chat, uh, chat GPT, some AI. Uh, oh, oh, here's a good one. Thumbnail design for YouTubers. You can uh, you yeah. just go to fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com and there's a bunch of freelancers on this website you can click around to different categories to help inspire you on ideas but i know thumbnails for youtubers are, are, are a really big one as well yeah and so for me two of my favorites and again this gets back to the feedback that i have in my dms and a lot of it's more of the hater comments well well that's just not meant for me or it's a tough economy out there and all of that is just a victim mindset so it goes back to to mindset again they're kind of intertwined but for me if you're a techie person, there's a million options. And if you're more of a labor person, there's a million options. There's so many ways to make money. We live in the greatest era of being able to build wealth in history, bar none, full stop. And so like, I tell people all the time, like find things in your market with a simple Google search like you did for doing the pet websites, find things in your market that are underserved. A lot of us live in areas where there's a lot of new building, there's a lot of new neighborhoods going up, et cetera, et cetera. And so two of my favorites that are really inexpensive to get started is pressure washing and remote car washing. Nobody wants to wash their car and nobody wants to pressure wash their house or their deck or their pool, especially coming into spring. You can literally get started in a pressure washing business for $1,000. And so these are things that you can get started for little to no money and get a business because pressure washing, I owned a pressure washing company for 14 years. Nobody ever wanted to do pressure washing. So it was a booming business for a very long time. And I only closed it because of COVID. But you can charge in most markets $65, $75 an hour for pressure washing on up. That's just a great ROI. Even if you're just doing it on your own and you do one or two jobs a day, 
you can make an incredible income. Remote car washing. You go to your neighborhood with a little flyer you can make for $10. You get 10 or 20 clients that you can wash their car once a week, detail their car, especially in affluent neighborhoods. It's a, tr a tremendous business with very little money needed. And then when you go to the online side of things, digital products, that's just endless. So for me, there's no excuse to not be able to make money. Even if you have a nine to five job and you're going, how do I make extra money so I can accelerate my investing? There's no excuse. You can literally Google anything on earth, task-wise, digital-wise, or whatever, and find a way to add income to what you're currently making. And so just to kind of piggyback on what you were saying there with the pressure washing business and these labor businesses, the neighborhood-specific ones, right? Join, yes. I've seen this all the time, join your local neighborhood Facebook group. There's probably three or 400 people in it, and I've got one here in Nashville, right? And there are people's kids are like, hey, uh, Jimmy uh, over here is 16. He wants to learn the value of the dollar. Let him cut your lawn, pay him 10 bucks. Like, yeah, Jimmy, come to my house. I'll pay you 10 bucks, right? Same thing. And then also there's a, uh, a website that I follow called Nextdoor. I think it might be owned by Ring, but Nextdoor is always people, hey, I, I got this idea, this business, I want to do this or that. Like, you don't have to go spend hundreds of dollars on flyers or to go to Kinko's or whatever it is. No, just, just post it on your local Facebook page. And to, to your idea, Robert, you mentioned a thousand for a pressure washer. I think you can rent one from Lowe's you or can. Home Depot for like 80 or 150 bucks. Like, you know, really low kind of barrier to entry here, people. So right now in the area where I live in Colorado, there are two brand new neighborhoods with thousands and thousands of homes. And I could hire, if I had time, I could hire 10 people today and just go through next door for those neighborhoods and keep those 10 people busy, probably full time, just doing handyman tasks. So the key takeaway for me is lose the, the victim mentality, lose the mentality that it's hard to make money because that is all on you. You have to fix that, that point in your brain to get you to understand that this is meant for you, you can do it, other people are doing it, and find those ways, whatever the niche is for you to be able to make money because it's out there, you just have to learn to earn, and that's the key. I know that that's gonna be a clip, so for the people watching right now and listening, I want you to reply to us or put something here in the comments or something letting us know the side hustles, the cool side hustles that you guys are doing. Are you flipping couches? Are you pressure washing? Yeah. My buddy in Miami is making a killing right now picking up dog poop for folks in condominiums, right? What is your side hustle? Let us know in the comments. All right. so. I want to wrap us up here, Robert. We're coming up on time. So I think a really cool thing to do here is to quickly, you know, bang right through these three again. So on the top, invest early and often. You're going to get your paycheck. You're going to drop it into an online brokerage account like public.com. You're going to invest it into the S&P 500. That's VOO or SPY. And you're going to do that every single month. Change that mindset away from consume, consume, consume to consume and own, right? You want to also own the companies you're consuming and you don't want to be a victim. You want to be a victor. And then the third one here, the time sucks and learning a new valuable skill, right? So that might be watching Netflix a lot. That might be watching TikTok a lot or YouTube or whatever, video games, whatever you think that time suck is. Don't cut it off completely. We're not asking you to be cold turkey here, but you nope. know, shave a couple hours or a couple hours a week, right? If that's what you can afford and learn something new. And I also want to emphasize to these people here listening right now that this could be a six, nine, 12 month journey, right? Learning a new skill doesn't happen overnight. You need to be patient with yourself about it. It took me four months to learn how to make a decent website by using these, uh, practicing and I, I, every single day, right? So just be about it, be d disciplined and come back and be consistent. So 
Really good episode, Robert. Thanks so much, man. I, uh, Thank I'm you. pumped for our next one. So actually, for those listening right now, our next episode is going to be uh, next Monday, and we're going to be debunking the top three financial tips that are tricking people and keeping them poor. We have three yes. really, really controversial ones that you guys might think is a good thing, but we think it's bad. So come back for that episode. It'll be right after this one, and we'll see you then.